I used to be really good. I used to be able to do the the grind the bars. You know, I used to be able to do that until I did a nut crusher. And I was like, yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah, I almost became Tammy that day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, WTH Breakout, episode number 13. I am one of your hosts, Tommy, and I'm joined with the man who um, you may have seen him in the uh, hit documentary on Netflix, My 800-Pound Silverback Gorilla, and um, the new Emmy-nominated movie, Varsity Blues 2. Wilson, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. A little tired. You had a late night yesterday. Yeah. Or this morning, I guess I'd say. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is our second attempt. Yeah, we tried yesterday. Somebody didn't have good enough internet. Yeah, does that somebody's name start with a W and with Ilson? Did you change your name to Wilson? <laughs> no, it wasn't me, dude. Oh. You were in the cave. Yeah. So, how you been, dude? I'm good. Just is been it, working. Is it snowing where you're at? No. It's sunny. Was it really? Yeah. That down here. It was really overcast. <clears throat> huh. So we have a fun filled day today where we may sound a little tired because it's, you know, early for us right now. Normally we record later on in the afternoon when we've had our day already happen, but it's early because some of us have to work. Yeah. Boo. So anything new? Anything? Uh, you've been watching anything during your downtime? I heard they're coming out with another episode of Tiger King, but did it come out yet? Do you know? You know, I don't know. I haven't even started it yet. Um, how you're behind. We just we just finished uh, the third season of Ozark last night. Oh. We kind of binged it, and dude, yeah, it's good. I'm not going to give anything away, but the ending, the last uh, 10 seconds, my wife and I were just like, our jaw just dropped. We were like, okay. (laughs) It's good though. Um, Now I'm going to have to watch it. it, it, um, They really play on the emotions in this season with the Laura Linney character. So that would be Jason Bateman's wife in the show, her brother, um, like his character, his acting is so good and it just, it's sad. Yeah. And, so they play on those emotions and I'm trying to get her to watch Bates Motel because I'm like, man, if you liked Ozark, you'd like Bates Motel because everyone thinks Bates Motel is just about like the hotel and, you know, Norman Bates. I'm like, no, that show is like more, it's along the lines of like Ozark. It's, you know, you have uh, the, the people who are just normal everyday people get involved in some 
shady things and then they basically you know get in trouble and all this other stuff it just snowballs from there so i'm like you should really get into that but i haven't watched that show you never watch bates motel no oh man you gotta give it a try probably um give it the first um like like i say with most uh series give it three episodes if you're not hooked by then then bounce out um i know like for me like the I, i i tried um walking dead Dude, I gave it, I, I tried watching three episodes. I couldn't get into it. And then, you know me, I like horror. So it's like, why can't I get in, get into this? And then when um, I tried it again, the same three episodes, I just I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I haven't watched Walking Dead in quite a while. Is it over? Did they already do their final season? I have no idea. You You were, were you a Game of Thrones person? Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm not. I'm... <laughs> Never watch a single episode. Well, you need to give that one three episodes. Uh, I'm not into the. I'm, I'm, I can tell you right now, I'm not into that whole fantasy thing. Like, I I have a hard time with like Lord of the Rings, dragons and stuff. I just, I, it's never been my cup of tea. It will be now. I, I think you're lying. Until you're, the last episode, don't watch that one. It sucked. Is it the one that's like all dark? Everyone complaining about? No, it's the one where. The ending was garbage. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, that one's been spoiled many, many times for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, we don't have a whole lot going on today, um, but we do have um, not a beers today just because, you know, you're working. Um, yeah. Short hours. Um, it is Easter. We're recording on Easter. You're away from your family on this Easter, which has got to be pretty tough. Is this your first time away from your family on Easter? Maybe on Easter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing a whole lot today. We're. Uh, I'm gonna make a good dinner later on today. I'm when we get off this call. I'm gonna make a breakfast. Um, and when I make my breakfast, dude, I go all out, dude, like big time. So I'm. Gonna yeah, be- I know you. Don't go grab umbrellas because you're cooking breakfast. Oh, well, someone like actually <laughs> listens to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after our uh, yesterday, we had our uh, little snafu with um, our recording. Um, we spent uh, that time actually setting things up. And so I figured out a way to get my soundboard to work on my computer while we record on the Zoom call, which is something we couldn't do with Skype. So I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, me too. Maybe I'll get one too. Now that I got a yeah. computer. Yeah. And you could actually, when, you, when you're editing on your downtime, um, you're going to be pulling out a lot of uh, funny sound clips. Yeah. I got some good ones from the last episode. That's for sure. Yeah. I know the last episode I, I last night I pulled a like 13 second clip to post to Instagram and I sent it to um, giggles and I started laughing. I'm like, <sighs> Totally out of context. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, there are some good ones. Like, have you heard the Jimmy uh, Kimmel um, unnecessary censorship? No, it's where you could like have like someone will like it'll have like Donald Trump say something, and they'll put like a like a you know one of those censor like beeps like beep like he, like he said something bad like in a random spot, and it makes it sound like he said something bad. <laughs> like he goes, I said, build it like that 
but they put a blimp there and it sounded like he says i said you know f it <laughs> it, it just they, they put it there and it's like it's called unnecessary censorship and some of them are like oh my gosh like what did he really say in that part because uh, like your mind just goes a whole other area that's fun yeah so um we're gonna do our world-class segment see if i can get this going here you ready Okay, let's try it. Let's try it. Beers and cheers. Which there really isn't no beer today. I think we nailed that one, dude. That was good. Yeah, we, we nailed that one. That was like we said at the same time. Sounds yeah. Good. Thank God for a soundboard. And okay. both episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like I said, no beer today, but I am drinking. Well, you're drinking something. What are you drinking? Gatorade? Uh, yeah, Gatorade. What flavor is that? Watermelon strawberry. Oh, that sounds actually really, really good. Yeah, it was pretty I'm, good. I'm in hooked on these things right here. This is like, this took place of my um, my Blue Rebels from, um, uh, what's it called, Dutch Brothers. I need like a some sort of a pick-me-up caffeine thing. So I got these things called... Aha waters. This is sparkling. It has water. caffeine. Yeah. It, it's a citrus green tea caffeine. Cause like I said, I I don't drink sodas anymore. I gotta be a good boy. Or anything drink with coffee. Or anything with sugar. Um but these this thing right here, dude, it's delicious. I like it a lot. So our beverage segment is quite boring today. Yeah, you did water. Dude, that's all I can drink. It's well, this, I can, I can it's talk about water. the one that I tried two oh, nights oh. ago. Okay, go for, go for it. Uh, I finally actually had a can of Thin Lines Vixen. I think it's a mango peach sour. Um, and it was good. Uh, you can definitely taste like the fruit flavors in it. I think it actually says like sweet and sour on the the name of it that they have up there. But it was not too overpowering, not too sour. It was it was good and it was nice to try something like that cuz I had a sour from another brewery earlier this week and it was like there were so many flavors in there like you couldn't you couldn't taste anything. It was just like sour. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Do you I, I've always wanted to know this. What gives it the sour? Is it is it just the fruit or is it like does the does he add like a citric acid or something to it? See, some people can add like that some type of sour stuff, you know, like they put on sour candy. Mm-hmm. The citrus, they, citric acid. Yeah. They can add that to it. Or I'm I'm not sure on how it makes it sour, but there's a way to not do that. And it's like an actual sour. You're oh. not forcing it. Okay. Um, so that was Vixen by Thin Line Brewing. Uh, what do you give that one out of five? Oh, in the world of sours, I give it a four. Four? All right. Yeah. So I got that. That's good. <laughs> and they're still doing their, you said their cans are the, are the pull tabs now. That's what they're going to? Yep. Cool. And they uh, put out pre-orders for their new T-shirts that are pretty sweet. Oh, I totally forgot to pre-order mine. Are they still pre-ordering them right now? I think so. 
All right. I might do that today. Um, so we got that taken care of. Now with our cheers, um, I found something out this morning, actually, that I want to do a quick cheers to. Um, we mentioned him a lot on the show, but uh, little Zechariah Cartledge uh, from uh, Florida, who's uh, who does all the running. Um, I think he runs a mile for every um, first responder, law enforcement officer that dies. Um, he was, uh, I think for the past like six months, the news station there in Florida was doing a thing called Everyday Heroes. And they were doing like voting, like they let the people vote for who uh, is like the, like the viewer's choice hero of the year. And Zechariah won. And he uh, was going up against like, four or five other people. I mean, the other people were doing good things too. Like one guy um, saved a family from a burning house. Another girl was like helping out homeless and they're like, she was young. Another guy was like a reformed convict who's uh, trying to like help people. So, I mean, he had tough competition, but I couldn't think of a better person than Zechariah. I mean, that, that, that kid is uh, inspiring, you know, even adults like me. So what did I, that's cool want to do a cheers for him just because I was like, man, it's good for him. You know, it was very well deserved. Um, and let's see. Um, last. Got another one. This is the main one. This is the one I thought was cool. I heard this story last week. Um, you know, um, the actor Gary Sinise, uh, Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. Yes. Well, he's very uh, pro military and he, he will help. <laughs> um he just helps people all the time. So what he did was he, um, him and a few other people, a few other organizations started this uh, foundation. Um, and it, what it does is it, they took um, at Elysian park, which is um, I think uh, across from Dodger stadium. I think that's where the LAPD um, Academy is at. And they created like a, um, kind of like a barrack type system for, um, you know, first responders. I believe it's mainly for LAPD cops to stay during their time of working because a lot of these guys, they can't go home after their shift. One, they live too far. Two, um, they'll be going back home to someone who is um, um, high risk in with getting COVID-19. So he gives them up. They paid for like all this stuff for them to have a place to go um, rather than uh, like a hotel or whatever. You know, they just go here, they could sleep, they get fed, shower. Um, Because it's hard enough for those guys anyway, because a lot of those guys have to quarantine themselves after their shift as it is um, because they don't want to be bringing home all that stuff. So, um, but, you know, in a time when, you know, celebrities, I saw it the other day where the celebrities were like, hey, let's sing uh, John Lennon's Imagine and let's like make like a um, uh, like a collage video because um, we're celebrities, you know, people look up to us and let's do that because that's what people need to hear. They need to hear us singing. I'm like, no, no, you, we don't care about celebrities right now. Like right now we're all in the same boat you know, you guys aren't working. I actually am, you know? And so, yeah. So to see someone like an actor, like Gary Sinise, um, who, um, could very well easily play into that whole area, do something actually productive and positive. It, it's really, really, um, 
you know, it, it, it's in a, in a in, in news media when when all you see is bad stuff. When I see this, this is what I want to see. It, it's the good, kind-hearted stuff, and so props it's to refreshing. Yeah, and it kind of gives me a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel type thing. Like, okay, well, we're gonna get through this because you know, if more people did this, then you know, hey, we're just gonna sing, you know, with all of our other celebrity friends because that's enough. You know, then if people did more what Gary Sinise did, I'd be like, okay, we can make more headway on this. Um, you know, I don't see any celebrities m- making masks for people. You know, they have the money to to buy the stuff, you know, donate some money for it. Yeah. But, you know, props to Gary Sinise and congratulations to Zechariah Cartledge. So I'm going to cheers my, 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 uh, there we go. And we're cheersing. Think cool. Before I start, do you have any like news topics you want to talk about? I do have one for you that I want to get your opinion on because it actually um, affects you. It affects me. It could. We talked about it briefly. I know I had something, but I forgot to write it down. Okay. Well, I'll start with uh, an easy one and then we'll bring it home with the one that, you know, you could um, uh, chime in on. So, I just want to play out a scenario for you. Let's just hypothetically say um, you're older or you're a young kid and, and you have, or even just, you know, just a regular adult and you have, um, you know, COVID-19 and you're, you're in the um, ER and you have all these doctors around you constantly trying to see you. And they have all these like face shields and masks and stuff. And they look kind of scary, you know, something directly out of like a, a, like a zombie virus movie you know they're all around you so you see that but you want to like but you're so you're scared right so what some of these doctors have done um and i don't know if it was in new york um but what they've been doing is um they've just been posting regular pictures of themselves on their chest and like just taping in there so you could see what the doctors look like without all their scary masks and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool because it, it, it gives them a little bit of like, a, like humanizes them a little bit more. Um, it's like kind of like if I ever see, um, if I ever see like an actor or even a cop, like when he's not in uniform, just, you know, out with his family, I'm like, oh, so he is human. They're normal. And I don't know. I, I saw that. I was like, that's pretty cool because that shows uh, a lot of uh, where the first, not, not this first project, but the medical workers, um, they're not only trying to think about getting this person healed, but they're also thinking about the person's well-being as far as like them being uneasy and scared. They're, they're showing their concern for this, the person's all around, you know, well-being. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, different story than been here than what we've been hearing it was pretty neat yeah i don't know i mean sure they're trying to do something to make it easier for people i don't know if that would do anything for me but if it's working for them and people like it then yeah for them yeah i mean it could even be for like kids too because you gotta remember like um once you're in the er right now your family can't come back and see you so you don't have the opportunity to make those connections with your doctor because you, I mean, one, one doctor could come in 
And then another doctor come in and you don't know who's who because they all look the same because they're all wearing the same thing. But so it's kind of like putting a face with it and then you can build a connection inside the, uh, the hospital itself. Like I know like way back in the day when, when my dad was sick and he was in the hospital, he would, um, you know, crack jokes with certain doctors and he would have a relationship with them. Like he, they'd come in and he would like crack jokes with them based on, I mean, we all recognize faces. That's the thing. So when they all look the same with their masks and face shields, you don't know. So I, I think it would work, but some people it may not. Um, I, it would probably work for me because if I can't see my family, my family can't be there for me. I would like to at least see a familiar face. I know that, um, funny story, um, back when I worked for Loomis, um, I was, it was my first recall after Loomis, after I got hired on and I go to the the range and I don't know anybody there, but I see one guy that I do recognize. Um, and I'm like, Oh, cool. Well, I it's a familiar face. So I immediately felt good. And I walked up to the guy, I'm all, Hey, I'm all, I'm all, I haven't really met you yet. I'm all, my name's Tommy. I work at Loomis. And he goes, all right. And he walks away. I'm like, wow. Um, awesome. You know? And then I just, it, it kind of made me feel like crap a little bit. Um, we all know that guy is McGee. Um, <laughs> that He's dude. a man of many words. Yeah, I think the entire time I worked with him, I heard him say three words. One of them was that, okay. Yeah. But it, it, at, for that little time, I was like, I felt good because I recognized somebody. I'm like, oh, cool, you know, a familiar face. And, but now, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of at that point in my life where I see so many different people on a daily basis and sometimes, and then in the food industry, um, a lot of the times you'll, you'll build a relationship with somebody. Then the next week they've moved on to another job. So um, I, I just, I kind of like don't get attached, you know, but I just, I just become friendly with everybody. Cause it's like, I'm the only constant apparently, I guess. Yeah, I guess that'd be true. I mean, you're there at least once a week, right? Yeah. Once, sometimes twice, sometimes three, you know, cause like there's times where I, I, I go like, they go, Hey, what, what person did you talk to? I go, um, Oh, this person, they go, Oh, that person's not the, not the manager anymore. I'm like, okay, well that's who I talked to. Who was the manager last week? Who's not this week. Well, that's not my fault that you guys, you know, keep, can't hold people in a certain position. So, and this one right here, um, I kind of wanted your input on it. And I know that, um, um, you've mentioned it to me before. And I think, um, this would, this right here upsets me, um, because it's something you love doing more than anything in the world. Um, and it says that the state, is telemeeting about California fishing ban erupts into chaos. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're wanting to, and that was from the SAC B, they're wanting to uh, ban fishing, like close down all like the uh, reservoirs and everything. So you can't even go out and fish. Um, and then I just wanted your input on that, that I wanted to piggyback that on something else. So the way I heard it, because I tried to be a part of this meeting and I wasn't able to get in because they didn't realize that if they talk about closing down fishing, there's a lot of people in California that are not going to be happy. Um, so right when the meeting started, I think they said they got inundated with 500 people on the line right away. 
and then they had people just talking. They they have no way to mute them because it's just a a phone call. Um, so there was no regulation. So people were mad, saying some stuff. I'm sure there were people that went on there just to crash it, you know. But um, but they ended up rescheduling it. I forget when it's rescheduled for. They said like a week, but mm-hmm. um, and I think that was Thursday, was it? Uh, I think so because that's we were talking about that. You mentioned it to me. You sent me the article, and then I saw another article come out later. Yeah, but from what I hear, what he's what he's saying, the governor is is this was a meeting to be able to get together with the county governments and talk about possibly closing certain areas to fishing, not closing the season altogether. It's just certain areas because he was saying places like, oh, what do you say? Mono? Is there Mono County? Yeah, Mono Lake. Yeah. Um, He was saying that they... I don't know if they have any cases right now of the virus, but they're they're telling him that they don't think they have the capacity to treat people if a bunch of people come in from other places and bring it with them when they go fishing, which is weird because fishing is like one of the best opportunities you have to like socially Hopefully. distance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... I don't know, because every time I've seen people fish, even like if I was to go with you, we're not right next to each other. It, you don't fish right next to a person that your lines are going to get tangled. You're going to be ways away. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, that's. Uh, I mean, I can understand like if they're saying like fishing tournaments and stuff like that, or, um, you know, like if I go to, um, when I drive across the uh, American River, across sunrise there's like a walk bridge right there i'll see people lining up all the time fishing i can understand that because those people are right next to each other but i think there's a flat out like we're gonna ban it i'm like come on man like i know like some states right now are starting to open back up because they're like this is getting stupid like i think texas is wanting to just reopen their economy and with that being said um do you as of right now like as a person who paid for like a fishing license, if they were to close that, do you get your money back? Does, does that, um, that's a good question. Does it pause that? And then you get to, does it like, so if it it goes through December, but you lose two months, do you now go through February of next year? Then you renew, like, it seems like a way to like, Hey, we got all this money, but we're going to, you know, close it down. It's kind of like theft in a way. I mean, right? You paid it for it. Yeah, it depends. Because like I said, he's the governor said it's not statewide. It's only these certain counties that are concerned about what could happen to them if it opens. Because there's there's a season on trout. Um, And then I did hear that they were talking about delaying or canceling the trout season somewhere here in this area, like El Dorado County somewhere. Um, Cause I heard somewhere it opens like April 25th or something like that. Um, yeah. But there was talk about delaying that and that's going to frustrate me because that will affect me. Yeah. Um, Cause I just, I, I, I 
been like following like the progression of their, we're going to close down essential businesses. And I think it was some County or someplace like they said, guns aren't essential, but I think it was like Sutter County said like, uh, no, they are. So we're going to keep our gun um, stores open. And now um, they're saying like places, I think this was local. There's a place like CVS where they've roped off everything else, but essential goods. So you have like all their Easter candy and everything. They roped it off. Says this isn't essential. I'm like, really? I'm like if you're already there to buy something, what difference does it make if you buy some candy for your kid? Cause you're going to celebrate Easter in your house. Um, they're saying that they're going to like rope off like the electronic sections at Walmart. If you're already there to buy something, it shouldn't make a difference. Like, they're making it harder and harder for these businesses to stay afloat because they get, you know, they get a lot of money off those sales. And yeah, looks like I'm going back to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look at, look at like when I was, cause I've been, like I said, working out lately. And so when I'm in Walmart, I'll go down like the, uh, um, um, the, the workout aisle. Cause there's some, a few things like little, little things I need, um, for a few of the videos I watch. And so I'm like, okay. And there's like no more weights. Like you can't buy weights anywhere in any store. And if you go to like eBay or whatever, they're price gouging it on those weights. So I'm like, okay, well, that area would have been blocked off because it's considered non-essential. I'm like, but it is essential. If people can't go to the gym, they have to work out. This is the place where they go to get the stuff. And they're just making it harder and more difficult for people to um, to live during this. I mean, for the most part, most people are, all the people that I know are obeying the rules and they're, they're, they're staying in their house, you know, and they're, you know, like we had a family outside yesterday of our apartment, you know, with their kid and they're, they were just playing around, but it was, it was, that was just their family. It wasn't like they had like a huge family gathering. It was just their little family, you know, barbecue day. They weren't even barbecuing. They were just playing oh. in the grass. They, they had their kid there. And then I think um, they were like tossing a ball, just a dad and a kid. And like, I think a mom was there. Want to have a catch? stop it. <laughs> it you know and, and it's just like that stuff right there like that's good to see that and you know so so say like that dad wants to go to uh walmart and get a board game for his family board game is good family fun i have tons of board games it's one of my favorite things to do and you know oh but we're gonna block the off because it's not essential well it is essential if you don't want to go crazy yeah I can only watch so much TV until I'm like, okay, I'm, I feel like a slob. Just get more video games. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It, it, I just, I, I can't wait for this thing to be over with. Um, like I said, I haven't seen it personally with them um, blocking anything off in, in, in the stores. I've seen videos from across the country and I think CVS did it here locally where they blocked off all the Easter stuff. I'm like, well, that sucks um, because you're not going to be able to, I mean, you could buy that stuff um, like half price starting tomorrow. So you just screwed that store on their uh, sales. You know, yeah. stores are, are already struggling to survive, you know, and I don't know people. I, I mean, I can understand stores like GameStop. I can understand that store closing cause it's just video games. Cause there's other video game stores around, but, um, you know, when you have like Best Buy open, well, that's probably, I mean, I don't know, because I think you get the same stuff at Best Buy as a Home Depot, but say you're 
your washer or your refrigerator goes out, you're going to go need that part. You can't get that part at Walmart, you know? So, so when your refrigerator goes out, that becomes essential at that point, you know, because I know like there's many times where my carpet cleaner um, had a belt break and I would go to Walmart to try to find the belt for it. And I I couldn't find it because they used to carry them, but now I just have to go on Amazon and get it. But then Amazon was doing their thing for a while where they weren't shipping anything unless it was considered essential or medical. But I, or it's taken like three weeks to get to you. Right. I mean, I think my wife ordered something and it came right away. She ordered me my, my birthday present. and I think it came right away. But I don't know, man. It's just like, it, it's weird how you would deem, one person would deem something essential and the other person, the other thing not. You know, because it may not what may be essential to you may not be essential to me. So who am I to like, you know, call make that call? Yeah, and it's even varying like state by state. They're picking and choosing what businesses are essential and not essential. Well, well, yeah. I mean, let's think about this. Let's go to like rural town America where you have population two hundred, zero cases of COVID nineteen. Why do they got to close? Like they don't have to. Yeah. But why is it like a, it, and, and that's what people are saying. People are saying, well, they're, they're saying like Trump makes the call to um, close everything or why can't Trump open it back up? Like Trump doesn't have that power. He makes a suggestion. It's the governor that controls each state and says, Hey, we're going to open up. We're going to lock down. This is what we're going to do. He could just make the suggestion. So this ultimately comes down to our governor on, you know, what is he, you know, what can he deem um, essential? You know, like we all have to wear masks. Like th- this all comes down to him because they don't give the, pa- the president that much power to dictate each state. So he could just like basically refer to each state. Here's what I suggest you do. Speaking of, well, kind of going back to the fishing thing. I did hear that Texas declared hunting and fishing essential. God, so Texas. I know. Because some places like Folsom Lake closed, you know, can't mm-hmm. go there anymore. And now they're talking about trying to close down the the trout season and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'll tell you what what is kind of cool about this whole lockdown thing. I mean, that sounds kind of funny. Is have you seen like pictures of LA lately? The like, smog? Yeah, the skyline. Yeah. It, it's actually a really pretty looking city. <laughs> like without all that brown garbage in the air. And then... Yeah. Um, Even a week after the lockdown, it was like, like a, there's a big difference. Like apparently the canals in Venice um, are clear and dolphins are swimming in them now. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's that's just crazy. And some, some people post a meme, we were the disease. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're getting a little too uh, carried away there, but yeah, um, it is kind of cool seeing how some things change. Um, I'm I'm hoping that we come out of this better people and more aware of everything, and just don't take things for granted so much. Yeah, it's definitely going to change everybody. Yeah, I mean, people aren't going to think the same about just going out anymore. Yeah. And that's what they're saying. They're saying if they, if they said tomorrow, Hey, we're going to open everything back up. Not everyone's going to go back to a restaurant. Not everyone's going to go to a concert. People are going to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stick back for a while and, and, and wait and see how this plays out. 
um, people are probably going to wash their hands more. It's, it's, it's kind of like you, um, the best analogy is like, you know, you have your kid who burns their hand on the stove and after you told them many times, Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. And they finally do it. And you're all, I told you, this is that moment for us. We're like, wash your hands, wash your hands. And now people are going to, they're going to take that stuff into more consideration. They're going to be more thankful for having a job. They're going to, um, you know, be more thankful that they, when they're hanging out with their family, they're going to, you know, respect that time a lot more. Yeah. Um, you know, just cherish it. So, but I don't know. That's all I got for that. All right. Let's go to something else now. Something non COVID 19. Non COVID 19. So, what we're going to do now, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. Oh. <laughs> um, no, what I wanted to talk about was, you know, just to segue off of this, when we were kids, uh, you know, especially now when we're stuck at home or whatever, when we were kids, uh, I lived in more of a mountainous area. So I had a lot more, um, I guess, freedom from um, dangerous things, cars and everything. So I would play outside a lot and I would go on these like little adventures. And then um, I also had my, my favorite video games. So I wanted to talk about like, like childhood pastimes type thing, like things that you did as a kid that you just miss or that you just remember vividly. That that was like one of the coolest things you did as a kid. And then just something that you're like, man, if you could like define your childhood by these events, what would they be? Okay. Okay. I gotcha. You got me. What are we, who are we going to start with? <clears throat> I mean, I could start if you want. Okay. When I was um, when I was a kid, um, you know, I, I grew up in uh, you know, you know, as a young kid, I was I grew up in Oklahoma, so I would ride my bike around. Um, we had like this really long, uh, circular shaped um, driveway. It was huge, I and mean, we had a lot of land. And I just remember uh, always uh, going on like um, little walks. I think we had like a. Um, it was like a forest area down to a Creek. And my mom would like, um, walk back there with me and we had like a tree, my dad built a tree house for us and it was like so cool. Um, but, um, that's where I first learned how to ride a bike was out there. And I remember it was on my, my sister's banana seat girl bike. It was the first time I remember how, how to ride a bike. And my dad, I think it was my dad or my mom. I can't remember who was pushing me, but I remember there was no tires on it. It was just the rim. And they, they they pushed me and I just kept going. I remember right when I first started going, I was like, oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing it like that. And, but we, we, like I said, we had a lot of land and it was just so open. And that was kind of my first uh, taste at like adventure. Um, Cause when I wasn't out, wasn't, when I wasn't inside, I was outside riding my bike or playing in the, in the tree house. And just when I see like movies, like remember that movie with Robin Williams called Jack? Yeah. Um, and then the treehouse. I'm like, man, I remember what it was like having that. I was like, so cool, you know. And you know, that was my first uh, taste at um, like the childhood adventures. Then, it, then it got pretty intense from there. Yeah. Speaking of bikes, <clears throat> that's something we used to do all the time. And I didn't like. We didn't really live out in the country. We were in like a neighborhood, but we'd always get together. I remember we'd build a lot of ramps when I was a kid. And we just keep like stacking them higher and higher and see who would go off them. And uh, one time I remember um, I went back to get, you know, get some speed to go off the ramp, right? 
while I was going back, they raised it up a good, I don't know, at least another like foot and a half, two feet. And I didn't know it. Yeah, I went off that ramp and I caught a lot of air. It surprised me. I crashed. It was was a good time. Did your bike kind of like go head over and you went over the handlebars? I don't remember. I probably hit my head, Mm -hmm. blacked out. Yeah, boom. Back then, that was a big deal. Yeah. Oh, man. Today? (laughs) Yeah. We'd we'd be done for. I'm not even sure if I was wearing a helmet. So. Yeah, I don't think I wore a helmet much as a kid. Um, If I was to go ride my bike now, I'd wear a helmet just because I'm not, I'm definitely not who I used to be. I think uh, another one for me was uh, when I used to live in a town called Alta, which is up above Colfax. And I had this neighbor, um, his name was Travis. And uh, he would only visit like every so often. It was like, uh, I think it was his mom and stepdad lived there. So it was like on the weekends he would be visiting. And so he goes, let's, let's just uh, go hang out. Let's go like, you know, on a hike. I'm like, all right. So, you know, I had, I had a lot of freedom as a kid, you know, so we, we'd walk down trails and stuff and there's these railroad tracks there. And he goes, Hey, I found this cave. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. So we, we go up into this cave and it, it's like a, uh, maybe a 50 yard cave. It just goes in and out the other side. I, I don't even know what, what the point of it was. And I think it was bored out. Um, this is what, this is me just guessing. Um, cause there was like a lot of Chinese immigrants that helped build the railroad. I think it was built for them to like have shelter, um, and like take a break when they're building, um, when it was snowing. That's, that was my guess because when you went in there, it was like maybe, you know, six feet wide and maybe like, you know, four feet high. So it wasn't really that tall, but then again, you know, like a lot of the, if you're taking a break, you're usually sitting down. And so I kind of like put two and two together, but we would just hang out there. It was above the railroad track. So then a train would go by and we just sit there and watch, but it was just so neat, like doing these little adventures, you know, in, in that little cave. And then when um, I was an adult, there was these caves up in Auburn over by the confluence and that was even, I mean, this is, you know, I was married, you know, then, so this is, this is only like maybe like mm, 10 years ago, you would have to like, kind of like not so much repel, but you would go down the ventilation shaft, which is at a pretty good angle, but it wasn't like you're repelling, you're holding onto a rope and you get down to the bottom and dude, it was like the Goonies. Like there was like a, a lake in there. There's a pirate ship. <clears throat> One eye Willie. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it was kind of like, it was cool because there was like a lake and um, at some point, like water was coming through the roof, like a waterfall, um, which was weird because it was, there, there was no water above us. We weren't like under the river. We were actually level, not level with the river. We were still above the river. So I think this was like runoff from like the mountain down and it was coming through the actual ceiling. And so we would, uh, what was cool is we took a glow stick and we broke it, you know, where, where you activate it and you threw it in the water. And when it hit the water, it was crystal clear and it just glowed. Huh. It was like, dude, it was the most eerie thing ever. And there was like a boat. We had like a blow up boat that we took across the little creek in there or the little river or lake, whatever you want to call it. It had some current because the, the glow stick was moving and we would have a rope. So we just, you know, pull ourselves aside 
you know, to the other side. And then uh, you go to the other side of the, the, the little lake or river, or whatever, and it opens up in a bunch of many more caves. But they have like these little offices in there. Like they're like bored out. And the weirdest thing was um, <laughs> there's one point where it just goes to like a cliff inside the cave and it drops down to like a maybe like 10 feet down into like a water. But in there was a set of golf clubs and a golf bag. That's weird. Very weird. So what we did was to trip out the next people who would go in there was um, we took that golf bag and there was this hook that was on the ceiling of the cave, um, which was not that high. Um, we had to, we had to like lean out over that little cliff thing and we hooked it onto there. So people were like, how the heck did that get there? So we're just tripping people around. But, um, I think it's the old granite mining caves up there, um, between Auburn and, uh, cool. Um, they've since blown it up with the uh, entrances from what I've heard. So you can't even go in there anymore. And we, I mean, you weren't even supposed to go in there, but it, it was, uh, it kind of gave me my fascination for caves and triggered my uh, claustrophobia. <laughs> and now we record in a cave. Nice segue, yeah. sir. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Hold on. FNA, cotton, FNA. Yep. Um, let's see. Well, uh, so I played, I played baseball when I was a kid. The one thing that I remember is like all the kids in the neighborhood, we get together and play pickle. I love that game. Yeah. So like it's so tired, whoever <laughs> we we had enough people to like whoever wasn't playing, we'd throw their glove down on one end as the base and oh. somebody else would throw theirs on the other. And then somebody would run and you'd see if you get tagged or not. Yeah. Did you ever have like a sandlot style, um, you know, where you had like, you know, like nine of your friends and you would just go out and play ball? Yeah, there was a park down the road that had a, a baseball field on it. We'd go there every once in a while. Yeah, I always remember. Or we'd play it in the street. Oh, you know, what? I never did that. Yeah, one of my friends threw a baseball and it went through my sister's window one time oh wow yeah yeah i always remember my school this is back in alta too um we our baseball field was um up above the school and i had uh some friends that i had like you know like you know just my really really close friends i had fred toss curtis jose and um oh and chris and we would all just just five of us but there was never enough people for a whole team, let alone uh, two teams to play. So we would do that thing where if I got on base, I'd be like, okay, man, ghost runner on one. Ghost runner on second. You remember ghost that? Ghost runner on third, yeah. <laughs> ghost runner on <clears throat> one. And then like if, if I hit like another single or whatever, then I'm like, no, 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 he was safe, man. Oh, well, he slid. And well, it's a ghost runner. They don't slide, dude. Like, <laughs> But we, it was like a little sandlot type thing. I miss baseball, but pickle. Yeah. That was, uh, I remember that was very, very tiring. Very tiring. Yeah. I remember getting caught in a pickle. I think when you and I were playing softball, that was a very, very short lived pickle. (laughs) You just stop. I give up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm not even trying. I'm going to pull a hemi. 
I, ha- I have a buddy. He's still around. Uh, he lives in Utah now, but his name's Fred. And he, we, him and I would, uh, a lot of these take place up in Alta because that's where I had most of my adventures. But he lived um, above uh, Alta at a place called Drum Forbe. And he he was, it was kind of sad because he didn't have any electricity in his house because he lived um, kind of off the grid in, in a way. But I mean, he did have electricity, but it was powered by a generator. So they would like fire it up um, on certain occasions. So I remember, I mean, and he, he's like kind of the guy that taught me um, essentially like how to uh, not be so attached to uh, like as modern things, you know, like video games and stuff. So like we would ride bikes up there by his house. And then uh, we went on this really long hike to the lake and the lake had these big, um, like tubes. I know you can see them if you go to LA off of near Bakersfield. It's like the big long tubes that come down from like the reservoirs and they feed like the aqueducts or whatever. But it was, it was like a, it basically it's like a canal, but it's a, but it's a solid tube. So we would, we would climb that up to the lake and we'd go fishing. And I always remember that. And like, I, like, you know, I'm not a huge fisherman, but sometimes it, it's just nice to go out and just uh, hang with the boys, you know, just, uh, just to kind of like forget about everything, not so much, um, you know, be so caught up in, in the, in, in the today world, just, uh, you know, let everything that's bothering you just go away and just hang out by a, a beautiful lake. So I always remember those little adventures with him going up there and, uh, mainly the hikes, especially since we were so off the grid, it was kind of like, you know, we, we packed our own food, like jerky and, squeeze it or whatever and then we would just walk up there and it kind of felt like a like you were independent i guess and like you're 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 like a little adult i guess so like most of the time i lived in um a neighborhood and in between me and one of my friends house was a big park and there was a big canal creek thing that ran through the park so We'd meet there sometimes and we'd hang out at the park or go fishing in the canal. But that was that was probably where, yeah, I'd say that's probably where I, I started fishing quite a bit. Was it like a, was it like a, um, a canal like that had fish in it or was it like a canal where people got their water? It, it was it was it was basically like a creek, but it was man-made because it was like cement. On the sides. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Um, but there's fish in it. Little bluegill and yeah. catfish and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember uh and once again in Alta we had a canal, but it was mainly for uh the PCWA, which is the Placer County Water Association. It was where they get their water from. But they have cool canals where um they're um up in the air. So they like would cross roads. And so they're like little bridges. So we just walk across there. It was totally like, like stand by me. It was crazy. <laughs> um, I love those things. We never like got in them or anything. Cause I mean, that's where people drink their water, but uh, there's no fish in it. I'm sure there's at least one fish in there. Well, I never found it. <laughs> <laughs> like moving down the hill now. Um, I lived in a town called Applegate. We all know about Applegate. It's just above Auburn. My buddy Josh, who uh, passed away um, many years ago, he's um, actually, I remember I was with you when I found out he passed away um, through suicide. He had PTSD from uh, the military 
and him and I, um, we would go and we, we rode our bikes from Applegate to Grass Valley. And that's a long ride. Yeah, that's a ways. Yeah. And then we stopped off at Lake Rollins Lake. Um, I think it was at the Greenhorn area where, where we stopped off. And then after that, uh, our friend Bridget at the time had a birthday party at the roller skating rink in Auburn. And so we're like, let's ride to Auburn. So then we rode our bikes from Grass Valley to Auburn. And then after that, we called, uh, once we got to the roller skating rink, um, which we did not roller skate because we were so tired, we ended up calling Josh's dad. We're like, dude, come pick us up. <laughs> There's no way we're making it back. But I was like, like surprised we, we made it that far. I mean, it was a, it's a long ride. You know, yeah. Were, so were you, were you roller skates or roller blades? Um, I, well, if I was to do it, it would have been roller blades. Um, did I ever tell you about my roller skating accident? <laughs> no, but it sounds like a good story. <laughs> um, this is a good one. Um, I swear I said, I can't remember. I have, everything's like such a blur sometimes. I can't remember if I said it on the show or not. Um, I was, I was young. I was maybe hmm, 10, maybe. I was at a roller skating rink in Sacramento when I used to live in Sac. And um, it was that time where that guy gets on there. All right, everybody. It's time for a couple skate. You know. Oh, this is where Hey Girl came from. Is it? I thought Hey Girl was with my wife. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it was kind of like that too. But like it was, um, I saw this girl over there. I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. I'm like, um, you know, but the, the, the DJ was like, hey, we're going to, we're going to warn everybody that couple skates come out. I'm like, I'm going to get this girl to couple skate with me. I'm going to do my trick. Oh, I think I remember this now. Oh, okay. Is this the, yeah. So what I used to do was I would, uh, then I, as I did roller skates. So, you know, the guys in roller skates that go around the corners and as they're going, like, you can hear the wheels like, like, like making that yeah. noise. Yeah. yeah. I, I would do that all the time, even though I wasn't going very fast, but I also did the hands behind the back, crossing the legs and everything as you go. Like, yeah. And then my thing was, I was going to go full force into the wall, which only goes up to about your weight, your waist. I'm going to go full force into the wall and I would flip over the wall and land right where she's at. And it would look so cool. And that would have been cool. It very well would have been cool. So what I did was I'm like, here we go. I see the girl. Cause she kept looking at me. So I'm like, dude, she, she, she's liking the Tommy. So I, I'm going around about three feet or so before I hit the wall. I don't know what happened, but uh, I just took a header. Like I went straight in. My head goes whack right against the wall. I'm immediately crying like that. And um, and then all of a sudden I moved my hand away from my face and I had the hugest black eye. And I see everyone, including that girl, go, oh my gosh. Like that, <laughs> the little, the little uh, referee guy who's, you know, roller skating is like carrying me into the back room and everything i'm sitting back there crying <laughs> like that and i see the girl kind of skate by she's like are you okay well i'm fine <laughs> i have i have pictures of it somewhere i gotta find them but yeah um so rollerblades <laughs> yeah i was rollerblades i couldn't do the regular skates i used to be really good i used to be able to do the the grind the bars you know i used to be able to do that until i did a nut crusher and i was like yeah never again <laughs> Yeah, I almost became Tammy that day. 
<laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. You have anything else? I think that's it. All right. I think I got one more that we just, you know, um, I think one of the things I did up into my adulthood was I had um, three really good friends, Eric, Alan, and John. Um, you know, they, they've all, uh, you know, gotten married and have kids now. So it's kind of cool seeing everyone grow up, you know, but we used to ride quads all the time. And I remember uh, we were riding along the uh, railroad up in, um, I think we were in Colfax when this happened, because we went down to Weimar from Colfax, which isn't that far, but we uh, ran along the railroads and it was just after a storm. So it was kind of wet. And uh, we would, he had like a really uh, like nice uh, Yamaha Banshee um, quad. Um, I had like as like a Suzuki quad runner or something like that. So something that wasn't nearly as fast. Well, he's in front of me, I'm behind him and there's this puddle. So he goes through the puddle and when he goes through the puddle, the water kind of disperses. And I see that in the middle, he, I don't know how he missed it. There's a huge rut that I couldn't see. So I'm like, I'm going to, um, you know, kind of flip the back end of the bike out and kind of like ride through it a little bit, like, you know, to where my bike has more of a gap in between. Um, and I'll just go through the puddle kind of sideways a little bit. I'm, I don't know how fast I was going. I was, I was going pretty quick. And all I remember is the front wheel, front right wheel hitting that rut and my bike just stopping. And I go forward and my, my, uh, thighs hit the handlebars. Cause, cause like I said, I'm still going. And all I remember is just flipping in the air. And at that point I'm like, I just close my eyes. Well, this is it. This is how I'm good. This is how I'm going to leave this world. You know, it's been real. And all I remember is just like, ow, 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 like that. And I wake up, well, not wake up. I've never passed out, but like I open my eyes and, uh, I, am stuck in like blackberry bushes and like a manzanita bush, like manzanita tree. And I'm feeling the pain more from the, uh, all the, you know, the blackberry bush, uh, like thorns, like scratching me. And then my buddy Eric's ahead of me and it, just like him in all his fashion, uh, you know, most people would be like, Oh man, are you okay? Okay. He looks back. He goes, you're an effing idiot. <laughs> like that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's all, dude, because that was his bike too. He's all, I think you broke my bike. Well, dude, it wasn't my fault. Like, like you rode through the puddle. And he goes, yeah, so did you. Oh, and so the whole, so we had to ride it. The, the bike was, um, it was messed up, but we had to ride it back to the house. So I had, it was like, in order to steer straight, the handlebar was all the way to the right. Oh. Yeah. So it, it was pretty jacked up, but, uh, Dude, just good times, man. Just, just not really getting in trouble. Just you know, being a kid, you know, yeah. and just um, finding yourself and stuff. So, did you want to quickly touch on some like uh, nostalgic video games before we sign off? Um, I think maybe we should save that for another episode. You want to do that? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because dude, we got a list. Yeah, that yeah. that one might take a while. Yeah, I'm looking at my list right now. I'm like, I don't know. That's pretty long. Um. But yeah, man, uh, I just, to bring it back around again, when I see um, the kids outside playing during this with uh, 
their fa- <clears throat> their families and stuff. I'm like, you know, that's that's a, that's a memory for them. And I heard on a radio show the other day, um, one of the hosts was interviewing his daughter, and there was it was like, like the callers could like or listeners could ask questions, and they said, "What's your best memory with your dad?" And she says it was never a memory of like anything he's ever gotten her. It was always something that they've done together. And that's like me. Like I, I can't, I mean, I could probably remember a few Christmas presents and birthday presents, but I will always remember like my childhood, like those experiences with just, you know, having, you know, just funny times, just, you know, adventures. I would always remember all of that. So this is a good opportunity to take time with your family and, play a board game, um, get outside if you can. Um, and you know, bird watch if you, I mean, that sounds boring to me, but it might be fun for someone else. Um, if, if you're allowed to just go for a walk, you know, somewhere, um, just be in the moment with your family. Don't just kind of stick in front of a TV. I know it's really hard to do. And sometimes that's all you can do, but, um, we can make this a positive. Yeah. Um, there's i mean it, it's hard for me because i got so many kids you know so and what, 15 now 15 yeah we're getting up there yeah <clears throat> uh but we've been we've been playing like uno and stuff like that the kids really like that I still frozen play that. frozen uno the kids at church play it. i still i still don't get it yeah um we got a couple other like games and stuff to play We've been doing that. I might bust out the uh, escape room later today. I have a escape room VR, which is oh. kind of cool. Um, where you have you have like a, the VR, and only one person sees, and so you have to ask the other person questions. Who has like the paper in front of them, and then they're going to read something back to you, and because you can still hear them, and you got to look around the whatever room you're in, like the one we did the other day. I was in a submarine. And, huh. I, and I had to like somehow like find oxygen for the submarine in a certain amount of time. And each one's like an hour long. So it's pretty cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably pass it down to you. Cause once you play it once, you can't really play it again because you know how to do it. Um, oh. pass it down to you and, and it uses your normal phone. So, it's oh, okay. And it has like a little button on the top so like you could like hover over something and you like click it to let it and it let you know that like you did it like you you you're solving the game so but yeah man that's all i got for today that's all i got hopefully uh hopefully this uh recording turns out better than the last one yeah with the uh um switching between the videos and the uh soundboard and all that so but and i got a microphone now Dude, you actually sound really good. We'll see. Yeah, well, on my end, you sound good. So, and I'm the recording end. So when I kick this back over to you, it should sound pretty clear. I mean, you still sound distant, but uh, not too distant like you're on a phone. All right. So, but anyways, um, yeah, I want to do a quick thank you to MSR Arms for helping us out and be in there, go support them at msrarms.com and then use the code WTH5 at checkout for 5% off your entire purchase. Um, if you want to reach us, we can be reached at 916-259-3030 or the real WTH show at gmail.com. And then all of our socials, so our Instagram, um, untapped, 
YouTube, Facebook, all that is the real WTH show. So go find us on there, especially Instagram. That's where everything is happening. That's the that's the go-to place. Still got some giveaways left. Yes, we, we're still doing some giveaways. We're not going to tell you what they are or when they are, but we're saying like if you just participate, um, you may just be the winner. Um, we announced a winner the other day. Yeah. Adam won. And yeah. we've also had a winner before that, which was David Lewis. Um, but yeah, you never know what you may win. Um, there was, a, I think in Adams, there was a awesome uh, thin line brewing um, glass cup, right? The one of the, the cups. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Those things are got nice. Some, some stickers, some pork rinds. And, and what you guys got to understand is I'm jealous because I don't even have one of those cups. I mean, yeah. I do, but I don't. It's at the studio. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, you guys, you guys are going to get treated pretty well. So just, just participate in it. Um, it's a lot of fun. And the, the questions are simple. It's not like you need to know an answer. It's basically just, you know, like your opinion, your opinion on something. Um, like I think the other day, one of them was what I should do for uh, my, my quarantine birthday. I think Adam said I should go out and shoot stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I wish I could. <laughs> so, but yeah, find us in all there. Um, all of our untapped stuff. So all of our uh, beers that uh, Wilson has tried that he's ranked um, from one to five is on there. I'll be updating it shortly after we stop this recording and it'll be on there. Um, that way, if you're ever at thin line brewing, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm at thin line. What did uh, um, Wilson say about the Vixen? Oh, he gave it a four out of five. I'll try that one. That sounds pretty good. You know, it, it just kind of helps you out with uh, your uh, your brew choices, and it's not just Thin Line on there. We have we we try all all of them, but Thin Line is uh, there are people, so yeah, they're know, good people. We like them. So, um, I think that's it. I, I I know I'm forgetting something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but until then, until then. Until then, <laughs> yeah. ladies and the Minjay, I'll talk to you then or I'll talk to you another time. Jobin. Jobin.